0: So this safer, which was just translate in English, is a is a compilation of all the
1: fridgabas talks in uh, in Chicago. Um, and uh, let's go right to it. This is uh, Mimer um, page forty in safer. I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna translate it my way. And uh, welcome to a follow from the top, from the bottom. Uh, let's go. 40,
0: trust in Hashem and do good, dwell in the land, and be nourished by your faith.
1: trust in Hashem, do good, dwell in the land, and be nourished by your faith. time we we're learning bigger Chicago, the uh, safer just translated this one, page 40. the passage mentions, Four things. Habitachim v'ashem, you should trust in God. Asi es you should do good. Chaim shalmanuchava, p'anos Live with tranquility and uh, earn your livelihood with, um, with honesty. Shnai mehim im deyirova, shai mehim im deyibavtach. Two of them are an instruction for us what to do. And two of them are a promise. The first half of the verse says, trust in God and do good. That's instruction for us. The second half of the verse is saying that if you do that, if you trust in God and you do good, then you'll be promised, you'll be assured of a life of tranquility and that you will um, will, uh, be supported
0: uh Yisparnis, but manov. I see How they translate over here? How's And he'll he'll be nourished by his faith. Nourished by his faith. So
1: so if he'll trust in Hashem and he'll do good, he'll be nourished by his faith. That's the pasuk. So it's, so the second the pasuk is a promise. So it's not saying that you should do business honestly and saying you will be nourished by your faith. Rashi explains what does it mean to trust in Hashem? Don't say, I won't rob and I won't steal. G'neve means, means to steal without anybody knowing. And g'zele is like armed robbery. So a person might say, if I don't steal, or, or if I'll give the tzedakah, how will I get pronounced? So that's the first part of the positive saying, trust in Hashem, don't think that breaking the rules is the only way to make And do good. And Rashi says, do good. What does
0: it mean do good? By by uh
1: trusting in Hashem and not stealing and doing what Hashem wants you to do. So you will dwell on the land for many years and don't be nourished by your faith. You'll be eaten. You'll supported by the reward of your faith in Hashem. Because you relied on Hashem, you did good. So
0: everything will be good. Sounds good, no?
1: No. <laughs> I know. That means by trusting in Hashem, relying on Hashem, and doing good, not only will your pranasa be kosher, and you and you'll be able to give tzedakah. But more, you'll have a life of tranquility, but trusting in Hashem. And doing good things, not only will that guarantee your to be kosher and honest and be able to get stukkha, but you'll have a tranquil life. The four general categories in this Pasuk can be divided into two general categories, and they are Dwell in the land, be nourished by your faith. That is in the category of emuna, trust in Hashem and do good. That's the category of b'tach. Why does the pasuk preface trust in Hashem before faith in Hashem? Because of Ramban, Ramban explains. It's not a, a it's not um, it's it, not everyone who believes in Hashem trusts in Hashem. I'll call it by anyone who trusts in Hashem believes in Hashem. That's why the Torah always tells us more about B'tachin than a moon. What's the difference in a moon and B'tachin? How come he says if you have B'tachin, you for sure have a moon If you have a moon, you don't necessarily have B'tachin. We're here and over there in the annex. Hey, hello, Jew. this The analogy: uh, if you have the fruit, you're sure
0: you have the tree. You have the tree, you don't necessarily have the fruit. And
1: muna is the general perspective you have in life. Belief. In Betachen means they actually apply it. And you actually live with it. And not just you have this perspective in life, but you, in the famous analogy of this guy who was trying to um, to test the uh, faith of the crowd in him as he walks over the tightrope, he says, who thinks I can walk over the tightrope? Like, yeah, you could do it. He walks over the tightrope, then he brings out a unicycle. Who thinks I can make it all across the unicycle? Yeah, you could do it. And he takes it at a wheelbarrow. Yeah, go for it. Okay, he wants to go inside the wheelbarrow. Everybody's okay, like, it? Okay, not necessarily. So that's a different, different thing with bitachin and Emun. Emunah means that's your paradigm. That's what you believe in. That's your, that's your faith in Hashem. That's how you work. Bitachin means not just that's how you work, but you actually live that. Way. You apply it. You have the fruit. If you have the fruit, for sure there's a tree. If you have the tree, not how so you do the fruit. Um, so what's emun? Emunah? Emunah says, says the Rebbe... Every Jew has this in a very visgalus. Um, Skalus means it's it's revealed. It's 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 very conscious. It's very it's very you. And even if this emuna isn't so conscious, but with a little bit of a uh, inspiration, it, it it comes out. You don't have to have any any avidah, any special effort to believe, because we're believers, children of believers. We're Jewish. We have emuna. We have this belief in Hashem. But for B'tochen to trust in Hashem, that requires actual aveda That shouldn't just be in lip service, B'tochen. But actually, practically, to have B'tochen. Yeah, to say you yeah, Actually, have B'tochen. That requires. Um, requires effort. requires erevah. Abayin, In general, the Friediker said that uh means the uh, alternate. Yeah, the Rebbe, the Rebbe says Rebbe Nesha he refers to Rebbe Asha. When the Shuriko says Rebbe Nesha he refers to Alter. Um, there's also in the Rebbe's notes, uh, he always says about when it's a time, so the Rebbe Nesha different Rebbeim Rebbe, use that expression from babe I don't, I have no idea what, what that means. Uh, next page, the Rebbe says, The explains the words, nourish your faith. Altebic says, you have to nourish your You have to nourish your muna so that you it should it should increase and should spread and should be strong. That's what the pasuk means: Do stuff to uh, feed that, that part of yourself. Imagine in your brain. You have two dogs. You have a white dog and a black dog. Whatever dog you feed is going to be the one that, that 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 that's the one that that's you. That's one that that, that uh, governs your thoughts. So the more you feed your muna, the bigger that, that Muna thing in your head is gonna be, is gonna be you. How do you feed it? How do you feed the muna? And why does the muna need to be fed? Oh. Muna is one of the soul powers that is vested in the limbs of the body, in the depth of the heart and mind. That's really fascinating to me, because I always thought muna is like a transcendent power. It's like something which is deep in your neshama. It's, no, that's something which is in your body. muna is something which is in your body, deep in your heart and mind. nishama is in your body, and the neshama, one of the powers of nishama, I think of powers of Nishama, I think of like love of Hashem, reverence of Hashem. A Muna Hashem is a power of neshama, not just a core of the neshama. It's a power of the neshama. The powers in Hashem have different, are associated with different limbs of the body. Power of intelligence is in the brain. Power of love is in the heart. It is in your body. This relationship between the soul powers and the limbs of the body is beyond human understanding. Just like human cannot understand exactly how the soul animates uh, the, the limbs of the body. It's only one of the wonders of the Hashem who is complete knowledge, who who is able to do this wondrous thing connecting the soul, which is spiritual, and the body, which is physical. Next page. Despite the fact that it's a total wonder, but after Hashem has already decided that the soul should become the body, once Hashem decided this already, so now in order to keep the soul in the body, to strengthen the connection to the soul and the body, you have to eat and you have to drink. When you eat and drink and the food is digested, so then this accomplishes that the spiritual energy of the uh, soul um connects in a greater way with your limbs limbs of your body you think better you feel better you do better it's all connected to what you eat and through eating you draw down actually a deeper energy from the soul which is spiritual to come into your physical physical limbs as we see clearly this is not just you're able to function better. You're able to move around. You're, you're able to exercise. If you eat, whatever, you're able to 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 use your your this power of your body. But also, the inner powers of the soul. Excuse me, explain a second what he means. But um, you know, you know, we know ourselves. You eat. You're able to think. You're able to feel better. We see clearly that when a person does not eat and drink for a long time. So his spiritual energy gets weaker. Spiritual energy, oh shit, his, his, his intellect, his feelings are are weaker. And they don't accomplish what they need to. And by eating and drinking, that makes it, his strength greater. I should have
0: brought the coffee down. Sorry. Coffee's there. I didn't bring it down. Okay. the
1: the more that your food is from, uh, I'm so upset that Dr. Bresson was doing this with me. Anyways, the more that your food is from healthy things and the more that's orderly, this will strengthen your, your soul powers more. And you will to think more like a, your neshama thinks and feel how your neshama feels, the, the more healthier your, your diet is. That means, the fusion of the soul of the body through food and drink causes there to be a deeper energy from the depth of the soul. The strength that happens by eating and drinking is in every single soul power in every limb, even the most lofty limbs, for example, your brain. Which is able to think. And not only your brain, your ability to make new ideas. Koya Hamaskil, not just your power to think, it's your power to be creative. That is a very lofty power of the soul. That lofty power of the soul is affected by the food that you eat. The image. Although you're eating physical food, but it affects the most loftiest things. You're trying to understand the Perkin Tanya, trying to get a Rashi. But the, what you eat affects affects your you're not just your your, your your energy in your body. It affects the way you think and feel. I think I told this story to you. I was once in a show I was davening, and uh, I was very upset about the terrible gulls that we're in. So upset about gullis, like why Hashem, why, why? Then they have two Shuls next to each other. And the other show had air conditioning. to natural, all of a sudden, you know, hey, we should know I can handle it. <laughs> we're, we're very affected by our, what we, our physical things. So we eat food, it affects the way you think, the way you feel. So this is all a parable to explain to us um, how we have to feed our faith. So, too, in regards to feeding our amuna. We have to strengthen our emunah in every way we can, as the al says to multiply and to cause the faith to spread. I think you should
0: go for the coffee now. That's what we're learning about. Want to bring it down? Okay, thank you. And Any any questions while we pause for a coffee break? Dr. Bressman, don't use this against me, okay? <clears throat> no, it, just the contrary, in fact, this conference, uh, which comes out of, I think, Chicago,
1: they started it off by quoting Leviticus 14, which of course is the, 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 uh, the chapter about Saraias, and even though it's a Goetia concept, they're very, right. very aware of, uh, of this concept of uh, contamination and eating lofty things, I mean, doing lofty things. And eating from nature's bounty. I mean, that's the way to restore your life. There's no question about it. This conference you're going to is in Chicago. It's based in Chicago. Yeah. Wow. So it's very, very in sync with what we're learning. This is, this is from, from the pre- Exactly. Exactly. Wow. And, and this is all over the world. They have people from uh, from uh, Vietnam and India, and it's uh, it's a, it's it's a worldwide conference. Wow, this reminds me of my visit to your house.
0: So,
1: <laughs> I went to go fix my my spirituality by fixing my film and here and then I said, oh, Why don't I go downstairs? Not just to Raleigh breast, but to Dr. breast, and work on my uh, physical. So here you go, you go, you go. You go. You go to Chicago for Ruchni's going to Chicago for He's going to medical conference in Chicago now, Dr. Bresson. So so <laughs> is that crazy? Virtually, virtually. Okay same applies to spiritual service. Well, not for me, just for you. Um, so just like we're talking about the physical body, the physical body is, 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 is uh, nourished by, by food. So to regards to our neshama, there's something we could do to feed our faith
0: in
1: neshama. We have to nourish and sustain our amuna. on page 46, just to in all, every way we can. As the author says, we have to increase it, we have to expand it. Two different things. increasing and expand. How do you nourish your faith and what does it mean to increase and to expand? Behind it. The power of muna has to spread in all your soul powers. and has to be in an abundant manner. What does that mean? A pastus, what it means is, in a simple level, I mean, it's possible to be, let's say, the opposite extreme of the of the of the thief who asks Hashem to help him, that he believes in Hashem for some things, not for other things. So emuna spreading means that that it, it literally that the, every part of your life you, you you look at it from the perspective of 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 your emuna, which is which is the way it's supposed to be, and that that that's and and gribuy, strong. Um, it, it, it reminds me of uh, the previous Rebbe once uh, was talking to Rebbe Paris, I think it was. And the Ram he and the, the audience of the previous Rebbe. And he says the previous Rebbe something like, it was, it was a very challenging time. And the Friedrich was asking about something which was very difficult. And he said, your, vert, your words, Rebbe, will be fulfilled. So Friedrich responded. My Neravart, I don't. I wish I could quote exactly, but at least I remember my words are will never Leoshavreikum uh, will never uh, go empty-handed, not in this world, not in the next world. I have to, and you have to say it not with a rough, but with a doggish. You shouldn't say this just as a week, like, "Oh, the Rebbe's words, you know, the Rebbe's will be fulfilled." with a doggish, like, "This is happening, my friends. This is." I, I don't know if you heard the story I, I shared last night from this this man who passed away. You have a real sad, The the, the uh, Real saddle, um, real Tadic. Um, it was, it was
0: real, um,
1: Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, Ariel Saddle. Ariel Tadic. Challenge everyone. I think
0: right. But everyone is sad. This guy passed away in in, in Miron.
1: The survivor, he 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 wrote a story down. We shared a story. sprinted, about how um, how how this Italian or this Jewish man, who, who wasn't religious at all, asked him if he knows the Rebbe. Do you really know the Rebbe? And he had that whole story with himself. A miracle never did that. That that made him. Uh, <laughs> you see him and you hear him, but you actually know him. And that's that's the meaning of 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 your amunah spreading. And it means it covers every facet of your life. And the beribu strength means that it's not, it's not with a rough, it's not with a weak voice, but this is this is, this is it's, it's pronounced. It's levitic. This is the, really the way it is. This in the same story, this this guy who had Rebbe promised him in this, that his son will come back home. He he felt like this was this was real. This was this, not just that yeah, tzaddik blessed him and maybe something will happen. He felt the reality. That's a ribu. there's, there's, there's a power there. So how do you get there? How do you cause your amuna to spread? How do you cause your amuna to be, to be strong, to be, to, to, to be abundant? The way to strengthen your amuna is by making an effort in the story study, in your mitzvahs, with the effort of soul and effort of flesh. What's the difference in effort of soul and effort of flesh? In other places in Chesidus, in Tanya, the... Um, Arthur uses this expression, and he says, Giyas Nefesh means to meditate on a godly concept for a long time. Giyas after the flesh, he says, means to have thoughts of tshuva. Giyas Nefesh, Giyas Boser, thoughts of th- th- to work hard to understand the chassidus and to meditate for a long time, and to have thoughts of tshuva, that, that's what your mind, Making the effort in terms of to, to uh, really try to understand the godly concept when, not, not, when you understand when you understand the truth of Hashem and it's in your that means it's, a way you're, it's, 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 it's very deep in your mind it's the way you think it's the way you understand it's the way you connect so then your mitzvahs are done a different way just like physically when a person eats or drinks that causes his soul to connect with his body so your your actual consumption of the food you're using both your body and your spiritual faculties at the same time while you're eating hashem made the world in a way that uh, eating and drinking affects both your physical faculties and your spiritual faculties. So just like when you eat, your eat, eating affects all parts of you, your spirituality and your physical uh, parts of you, your, your, your body, so to in order to feed your emunah, you have to have both an effort of soul and effort of flesh. In addition to actually doing mitzvahs practically and doing them with love and reverence for Hashem, you also have to make a great effort in your soul to actually explain to yourself, to actually think the the truth of, of, of the godly concept that you're trying to understand. Until you actually feel this godly concept and it actually causes you to be stronger, in the so it's not sufficient to actually do teremitz. Just like just like when you eat food. It doesn't just touch your body, it touches your soul. So too, in regards to uh, feeding emunah to your neshama, it's not enough just to do tere mitzvahs to feed the emunah. You also have to think about chassidus in a way that makes sense to you and, uh, and, and, and to not just have reverence for Hashem while you're doing the mitzvah and love for Hashem while you're doing the mitzvah and actually to think over a word of chassidus until it makes sense to you and, uh, and, and, and until you actually feel that this is making your mitzvah stronger, you actually feel different about what you're doing. So that's the meaning of feeding our amuna, to think over, to work, make an effort, to think over our until it actually becomes something that's that's tangible and palpable that makes us do mitzvahs of a different
0: kind of kind of energy.
1: Feed the, to feed ourselves amun. Okay, that's the end of chapter one. Any questions or comments? What do we do today? Short we just said is the pasuk says. Trust in Hashem and do good. Live in the land and uh, be nourished by your faith. We said that the first part of the pasuk talks about Emunah. second part of the pasuk talks about Bittachin. In general, the first two parts of the Pesach are what we're supposed to do. In the second part of the pasuk is, is um, the promise from Hashem. And we said that the Ramban says if you have Bitachin, you for sure have Emunah. If you have Emunah, you don't necessarily have Bittachin. And bitachin. Is uh, why the, why the Torah always talk it says that we should, we should work for is what it's meant to aim for. Um, and the moon is something we have naturally, moon doesn't require any effort, even though if we don't, we don't feel it on moon, we have them. But it requires effort, requires of it. Now, we discussed the author of his words to nourish your faith. when well, he said that just like to nourish your body, you eat food to nourish your body, so too, to nourish your faith, you have to work. And just, just when you eat food, it helps your 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 physical elements of your of your body and your food also helps your spiritual side, your intellect and your feelings. So too, when you talk about nourishing faith, it's not sufficient just to do mitzvahs physically. You also have to think over until it makes sense to you. you actually think differently, till you actually feel your mitzvahs are different because of what you
0: because of what you think. Broken intelligence. Anyways, Khazakovaruch. Any questions? Have a great day.